This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. I'm David Michael, the editor of MyOldManSaid.com. Joining me to discuss the Battle of Brentford, Mr. Phil Shaw and Mr. Chris Bird. Welcome. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Bit of a stripped down version of the uh, the main show this time. We've got flights to catch, we've got jobs to do, so this is immediately after the game. So maybe our takes won't be as reflective as if we'd seen a lot of the incidents back, but I think we've got a fairly good grasp of uh, I think I'd be saying down. the same thing about Ben Mee regardless. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. So we'll blaze through the Villa news and then get straight into the game what are you missing out on on the three points? There's been an 88% increase in players booked this season. Turkish FA gone into full spiral after club president hit uh, the Superliga official and then just the Leger Warsaw uh, sanction. Medium Muppets, blah, blah, blah. Mika Richards, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds like them. Without a laugh. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> right, so let's get into the Villa news. Injury update, Luke Dean was suspended with uh, Douglas Louise for this Brentford game. Yeah, so Bailey was back in on the off the bench, thank God. And Tillemans has obviously uh, got, got a knock. Yeah, Paul Torres went off with a bit of a, a sore foot, by the look of it. Yeah, Torres went off a bit sheepishly. Uh, I mean, luckily, I mean, with the Kamara red card, which we'll get on to, uh, you got these home games against Burnley and Sheffield United and... I mean, let's be honest, the bottom three are pretty shite. So if you're going to lose players for whatever reason, now is kind of the time for players to take a rest, so to speak. Possibly. We'll know more about Torres later on. We can't really comment at this stage. I think we mentioned this on something for the weekend, the V-Sports Investment, Ateros, uh, which is East Coast. What are they? Like a hedge fund or? Yeah, it's like a... Like an equity firm, I presume. Which should be more about uh, funding growth and infrastructure investments, really. Yeah, building a stand. 
It's basically helping us build the foundations for uh, to be a bigger entity. One all draw in Bosnia saw Villa make it into uh, the knockout rounds. They skipped the playoff round where the third place Europa League dropouts, including uh, Real Betis, Ajax and Olympiacos, who add a little bit of uh, gravitas to this tournament. Now they've dropped down. The draw for that will be uh, Monday this week, but Villa's draw, the last 16, will be the 23rd of February. So uh, look out for that. Villa's game against the Toon Army. Newcastle has been selected for uh, UK TV and pushed back, what, 15 minutes or so to the 30th of January at 8.15. Villa youngsters were knocked out of the FA Youth Cup by Burton, uh, say no more. Villa ladies uh, play actually after we record this game against Brighton, but they did beat Durham in the Conti Cup 5-1 with Rachel Daly Hattrick. Supporting the My All Man Said podcast throughout the festive period is NordVPN, and they are offering listeners an extra four months free on top of cracking savings on their VPN package which can potentially help with that festive viewing, especially if you're away from home this Christmas, as a VPN enables you to watch sporting events and TV shows by switching your virtual online location from a physical location that might not allow you to watch certain matches at certain hours while at the same time, it also protects your online privacy on up to six devices. To get the exclusive package and also a no-risk 30-day money-back guarantee, go to nordvpn.com moms or check out this show's program notes as well. Thank you very much. Right, let's get into this game. In terms of lineup, we, we kind of knew what was going to happen from the uh, the dress rehearsal in uh, Mostar. Moreno was going to start. He came in, but also Cash played as well, further forward in midfield or stroke wing back, however you want to uh, phrase that one. Ramsey was straight in as we predicted. Bailey wasn't a hundred percent, so he started on the bench with Diaby up top with Watkins. Early stages of the game, uh, it, it was looking a bit like the Bournemouth game, the Spurs game. The Forest game, yep. The Forest game. They had a good intensity about them and good intent. And you just, you had a kind of a feeling, mm, this this is going to be another one of those, isn't it? Yeah, certainly. As trips to Brentford tend to be. <laughs> Reminded me a bit of the championship when you would roll in the grounds and it was all Villas in town, teams up their game against Villa. And you're just thinking, mm, this wasn't the same Brentford I looked at, at on TV last week. Yeah, no, it's oddly that they, uh, so they saved themselves for us because our record there has been atrocious since the war. <laughs> but uh, that said, the, the man most likely for Villa was Moreno was having a bit of joy on the left. He was overlapping and you were starting to see flashes of what we came to enjoy at the end of last season. Mm. There's a moment where he jinked through their defence uh, with about three or four players he beat and then he, he basically ran out of space before he got a tame shot off. And he had a big, he had a, quite a big chance actually sort of early in the game where he flew past I think it was with Watkins or Ramsey, the ball carrier. So that's what he brings. Gets into a great position. You think if he shoots a split second earlier, he probably forces a save. He lets the defender get back. But going forward, he had a good game. He will like sprint into the overlap. He will bust yeah, it. Yeah, dynamic. He's got the speed and, and he will go for it, which uh, I remember Gilbert used to do that. He was, used to bomb into the yep. in the overlap, but nobody would pass it to him and he'd just be like left on the right flank, just pissed off. Waving. Hands in the air. But with Moreno, they, they trust him more. Yeah. 
So the big incident for them is probably there was a smart save, wasn't there, from Martinez after Carlos did a bit of a Bournemouth and diverted the ball straight into into the path of their player, and Martinez had to make a smart save, and that was the pressure was there. There was a bit of a tumble with McGinn and Ben Mee. It was I think they both had arms on each other on that yeah, one. Yeah, it was wrapped around each other. It was like a like a bloody dance off. Yeah, it's almost every time the ball went in the box, it was there was you know from from where I was watching, I'm away at the moment, so you know the commentators questioning if anything's a penalty, and you, you just kind of roll your eyes at a lot of them. But uh, I mean, one thing I saw was Ramsey was a little bit ring rusty. There was a few yes. loose touches. We lost a bit of momentum because you know his passes were a bit wayward, which was at a time where we we needed to maintain at least a spell of possession just to take the sting out of their intensity and just deflate them a little bit so it didn't help in the in the lead up to their goal yeah, we never really we never really had control in the first half and 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 Brentford were kind of happy to just sit blaming in Moreno kind of went, on this oh on the goal he's had a bit of a stinker hasn't he on that one to be honest yeah. it's not it's just a, it's a poor team goal in general but when it comes to it, it's an individual mistake he doesn't look over his shoulder loses his man and their guy sort of nips in to, to score but Brentford had been a live threat all half you know that we let them kind of dig in very much like a bit like a Moss star played really real low block but then they had a bit more dynamism about them to, to go after us on the break and you know we had a we had a couple of Couple of um, sort of hairy moments in the first half before the goal came. I was going to say, did did Moreno get pit pocketed? But he, he he's almost like he stood static and tried to take a swing at it, and he really should be running towards that ball because he, he was obviously blindsided to what was coming in behind him. Yes, certainly. And you, you have to wonder how much of a reshuffle was done through the week whenever Dean was suspended because it's a position I've never seen Dean in. Dean's more your back postman, so maybe Moreno's sort of like lack of height to have him sort of maybe in more in a free role. So there must have been a bit of a reshuffle because the ball just went to Moreno and he did have time if he'd have cleared it first time but he sort of waited on it to get the perfect clearance and then he, he did he got his pocket picked and to be fair to the Brentford player it was a it was a good finish their young striker Keane Lewis Potter cliche obviously not the greatest time to concede normally we concede a bit earlier and you know we've kind of got something back before half time but this well, we normally score in the first five minutes let alone 45th minute yeah well I was thinking more like the Spurs uh, situation I mean there was a key moment in, in uh, hindsight just before the halftime whistle, Villa get dispossessed in midfield. I think it's, is it Wizza gets played through, scores, but Carlos... offside. Carlos saw, you, you see it on the, the slow motion replay, Carlos saw Villa get dispossessed and he steps up. The, the Brentford man doesn't see Carlos step up and that's and he's him offside. Now, if Carlos just stayed where he was or, or moved across to cover the... Uh, the furthest forward guy, then uh, that's a goal. And 2-0, I, I, I can't see us coming back from that because it's just, it gives them too much to defend, really. And they, and they would have doubled down a bit more than they did. Uh, yeah, and for, the, and for the most part, I actually thought Brentford were fairly effective in the way they played, playing very, very deep, hitting on the break. They did a good job. I think they went after our full-backs, just hitting the ball in behind. They played a very, very simple game plan. Yeah. Um, and could have had a second year in the second half. There were obviously chances... When they came out after half time, and obviously Martinez makes a big, makes a big save, and there's a couple of and, and more hairy moments for Villa. Really, to be fair, it wasn't looking good though, was it? It wasn't. Even though we'd been quite wasteful in front of goal, you always thought, well, we, we'll probably get another chance here. But you always fancied Brentford could get a second. I mean, I was resigned to this game needs a, a real turning point. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Here. Well, the redemption came with uh, Mr. Ben Mee. Prick. Yep. Who we don't like. Was it? This is any wonder. <laughs> well, let's, let's say the turning point came when Neil Malpe came on, because the, the sending <laughs> off was like three, literally two or three minutes after that. Yeah. You can say I mean, he's a little rat as well, isn't he? Well, the Ben Mee one, it's one of those ones, it's a bit like the tackle that Chelsea had a player sent off against Luka Dean this season. If you're watching it in real time, it's the sudden sort of stop of the Villa player and you think to yourself, Bailey. yeah, it wasn't Bailey this time, but um, it's just a sudden stop of the Villa player and you went and he goes, that's a nasty tackle in there. But because the referee's looking straight at it, you're thinking to yourself, he must have got some of the ball or something just on the broadcast view if the referee hasn't sent him off. They, they did take their time on that, didn't they? Yeah. But it's a red. Oh, it's all day long. You know, he's over the ball. It's, it should actually be quite an easy decision, especially when the ref gets sent to the, the monitor. It's, it should be fairly quick Quick from that point. If anything, Bailey actually makes it look better than it was. I think if Bailey goes down in a crumpled heap, the Villa players end up piling in on Ben Mee. Yeah, which they should have done. At that point, then you think, <laughs> wow, this might be our route back into the game. But even even then... Sometimes, as, as another cliche goes, it gets harder against 10 men because you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're 20 minutes out, they're 1-0 up. They could go real backs to the wall, but redemption man straight away, Moreno. And mm-hmm. I always like it. I mean, Villa defenders have got a habit of this, fucking up and then scoring a goal to make up for their earlier mistake. Yeah. Torres, Carlos, almost. I think he was offside, but flagged off offside, wasn't he? Yeah. The thing about Ben Mee getting sent off is Brentford play sort of like the Villa two centre-backs. You used to have last season, you had Mings attacking the ball and you had Konza sweeping up. Well, Brentford play me attacking the ball and Pinnock sweeping up. And up until that point, Pinnock had Watkins sort of well marshaled. But without Ben Mee, you know, ball into the box, great ball from Bailey to the back post, nobody near Alex Moreno at all. And it was a very smart header. Yeah, he came in off the blind side perfectly. I mean, it was a, it's a perfect pretty good run. Yeah. Pretty good. And to be honest, it was probably one of the, the first real moments of actual quality from Villa in the second half. They'd been kind of hacking about trying to make openings, but hadn't really had a clear-cut chance at that point. And then at, at one all with sort of 13 minutes plus what would turn out to be quite a lot of stoppage time. Opportunity kind of thinking, knocks. The game's there to be won, you know. Zaniolo comes on for Torres, which I don't know if Torres had a knock or if that was a kind of, this is our chance, we've got to go for it here. And I, I think, think he, he was kind of, he looked a bit kind of left gingerly on his feet. But, you know, you're thinking there, you're going, oh, no, Torres. But the first thing that comes to your mind is, oh, actually, we're already playing cash as a yeah. further up. So he just, it's a beautiful natural drop. He drops into right back, contact shifts across, and you, you yeah. know, you're good as gold. Let's go. 
And then, of course, the... Like, literally four minutes later, bing, bang, bosh. Yeah, and having to sort of hacked around at corners um, throughout the game, which their set pieces weren't particularly great. A little, little, little flick from Kamara, and Watkins has a free header at the back post, should hit the target and doesn't he? That was kind of the only really real chance he'd had. Took his goal really well, and that's, you know, you've said it numerous times, that, you know, when the chips are down, you need your star player and your star striker to score. Yeah. Gets his chance, takes it, and it's a, you know, what would, what would turn out to be the winner? 2-1, it's as good as one, but then the, the gates of the yellow cards opens up. Oh, and then the game <laughs> yeah. got ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, well, Cons' celebration, he was giving it stacks to the Brantford crowd, who obviously had been giving <laughs> yeah. it to him. You'd maybe wait, and, wait until more than that comes through the week, and that just kicks it all off. I mean, I talk about waking the crowd, but I hadn't heard Brantford crowd at all For until three that. years. But after that... <laughs> Yeah, after that, about the next 15 minutes or so was just carnage. When we scored that winner, I, I had my 10-month nephew on my knee and I had a bottle of Peroni and, and I gave it to him to play. And, you know, he's obviously a Villa fan as well. He threw the Peroni on the floor and the celebrations began. <laughs> like very Greek-style, <laughs> smash glass right everywhere. <laughs> but I was thinking, oh, shit, he's going to be a hooligan when he grows up, but uh, never mind. And then the game just got silly, didn't it? You had, you had the Malpoi incident with Martinez, which is ridiculous, really. You know, Malpoi kind yeah, of runs I through, mean, leaves this... an elbow on Martinez, Martinez goes flying, but doesn't really need to, if, no, if we're being I mean, honest. In the slow motion, it's kind of embarrassing for Martinez. But what I'm thinking is they don't need to engage in this bullshit. No, because you're just adding minutes to the clock, really. With, with every stoppage, you're making the game go on longer, and you, it's Brentford who are getting frustrated. You're getting sucked in. Yeah, check your egos at the door. Let they let them be cunts. Just laugh it off and stroll on to the next one. And that's how you win titles, not by uh, rising to the bait. It's kind of what someone like Mings normally does, isn't it? Or Ashley Young. They kind of just stand there, they laugh in the face. Or they manage to get someone sent off. Plus, Mings being a you know, whatever, he, yeah. whatever he is, six foot five monster. Malpai is not going to have a crack at him. Whereas Brentford were cl- clearly trying to get Villa players sort of sucked in, and unfortunately, and Kamara didn't get the memo. But yeah, Kamara a bit silly there. Well, McGinn gives him a bollocking for getting involved. It's a it's a stupid incident, but Kamara doesn't need to. Well, do Emery's that. on as well. I think Emery gets booked as well. Yeah, well, that's, that'll be just for being out of his technical area. If if, if we've yeah, learned anything yeah. from Premier League refs, if they get the chance to be pedantic, they will now. Yeah even though he's actually probably doing the right thing in trying to defuse the situation, but the ref won't want to know about that. I, I, I don't think the ref's report will make for good view, viewing for anyone, really. I don't think either team comes out of it great. I don't think the ref does either, because it wasn't really a dirty game up until sort of 65 minutes, really. No, and I can't see any like red cards being rescinded or anything like that, because then they'll no. have to admit that the referee was wrong in his action and things, and it's just not going to happen. It's, it's going to be a fine for each team, and probably red cards stay as they are. But almost like the perfect win, considering... Real rough and tumble victory, that one, isn't it? The potential, uh, obviously, we knew that Brentford would bring. I mean, it's almost like, you know, in something for the weekend where I said, yeah, draw, but we, we've just oh, we've just got to fucking win this. We've got to fucking gotta find change a way. my we mind. Did. And it was almost like that was the vibe of it. It was like we could have got a draw there, but it's like, no, we've got to do better. And I mean, tra- traditionally, that's the kind of game that a Ferguson United team would win in that fashion. They'd go a goal down, they'd probably lose someone, nine times out of ten, Roy Keane, yeah. but they'd still get out of there with three points. So it's a big three points, that one, especially following up the Arsenal and City results, where a lot of people would have probably looked at that going, oh, I bet Villa will slip up there. Yeah, Arsenal uh, beat Brighton 2-0, unfortunately, but uh, Manchester City drew, so that increases, I mean, we're we're in third if Liverpool, uh, I mean, we're, the Liverpool game is on now. If Liverpool draw, at least, then we will be third. So, so we'll, for the sake of this podcast, we'll say we're third. The, the key is here, 
I think with Burnley coming up and Sheffield United coming up, it's the key is to keep winning and tr- to create a gap, whether it's between third and fourth, but most importantly, th- uh, third and fifth. Yeah. I think the gap to fifth is really important because Spurs, Newcastle, you'd imagine they will pick up points. Yeah, it's almost like you're you're lifting off. You're looking down, you know, you're looking at the ground as you uh, as you're rising and rising, and then once you've kind of far enough away, then you can look up to see what's up there, and that's when the title race starts. Really, was it aim for the stars and you'll land in the moon, something like that? Indeed. Yeah. Well, that means we'd be end up in Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll talk title once we get to March. But no, that, that it was the perfect... That's how you win points away from home. You're not there to make friends. The only problem is we, we, don't, we don't want to go all... Not Spursy as in the traditional sense of Spursy, but they've picked up a lot of suspensions and injuries. And suspensions like this Kamara one is unnecessary. It doesn't need Yeah, to especially when we don't quite know where we stand with um, Tielemans yet. You know, I think if you've got yeah. Tielemans, Ramsey both firing you get Bailey back in the team you've, you've got enough to reshuffle but you don't want to be losing him for three games I do I don't know if it'll be a one game or a three game ban that one yeah no exactly Tillemans is fit then you're like yeah whatever but uh, not ideal no right I mean the shows have been coming thick and fast uh, this month so I think we'll end it there Mr Bud has to literally run out the door Literally. So, thank you very much, Mr. Bud, for squeezing this one in. You are more than welcome. And after this show, you will be uh, hearing a Europa Vision and then a two-part Christmas special, as is the My Men Said tradition. So please to follow and subscribe to whatever podcast app you listen to so you know when, they, when they're coming. I've got no idea what days they're going to drop, so it's best to follow the podcast. And also, obviously, uh, follow My Old Man Said on social media, at My Old Man Said on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever your poison is. Finally, big shout out to Thomas Daly for joining us uh, this week as a My Old Man Said member. Also, uh, Craig Sheldon. I can't remember if I gave you a shout out last time, so have another one. Also, uh, Justin Davis for uh, upping his pledge as well. So welcome aboard, everybody. And um, if you want to join us as a My Old Man Said member and get access to ad-free shows, extra shows, and also Match Club, then please do go to myoldmansaid.com and check out the membership link there. Right, who's next? Sheffield United. The Blades, the Blades. And Cameron Archer. Well, hopefully, hopefully that's 15 evolves into 16 games home run and then uh, we'll be having a very happy Christmas, I think. He's hoping. Well, yep. So until Santa's Elves hopefully set up a 16-game home consecutive winning run, it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from them. Goodbye. Goodbye. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.